0: Today's daf is Ksubis Daf Tzadik Zayin, and we are at the top line on Daf Tzadik Zayin, Omid Aleph, Keitzad Moicheras. Today's daf is being learned Nishmas Malazar, Ben Chaim, Rips So we're in the middle of discussing the halacha that Almono Nizoynis Specifically, the Gemara on Daf Tzadik Vav Omid Beis, yesterday's daf, quoted the Mishnah on the bottom of Daf Tzadik Zayin Omid Aleph. Today's daf that says a big chiddush related to Almana Mizoynes. And that is that in almana, in the event that the assignment are not giving her her Mizoynes that she's entitled to, can go into the estate of the assignment, take a piece of property, sell it by herself, take the proceeds, and use it to pay off the of Mizoynes that they have. Machloikis Tanoim, as we'll see more about today, whether that's true only for her of Mizinus or whether that's true for her of Ksuba as well. But one thing is for sure, as it relates to the Halacha that Amana Mizoinus, the Amana has a right to take the initiative, she could go into the estate of the assignment, Take the karka on her own, sell it, take the money to pay the mizoinas that I owe to. So the daf is going to begin with a little bit of a discussion, technically, how exactly this works. Says the Gemara, Kitsad Mecheres, how does she go about selling it? Amrav Daniel Barav Katina said, Amrav Huna, in the native of Rav Huna, Mecheres Achas Lishne Masr Chaydish, she should sell at least 12 months worth of mezoinus at a time, but the person that bought the property should give her only 30 days worth of mezoinus at a time. In other words, Rav Daniel Baravkatina saying that when she sells the property of the assignment, again, something that she has the right to do, she shouldn't sell a small parcel of property, but rather she should sell a rather larger parcel of property, enough property that will be able to support her for 12 months. Meaning, you could have argued that right now the soymans are not paying her. She needs food for this week. So maybe go sell a little bit of property, enough that she'll raise the funds that she needs for the week. And then next week, if they're not paying her, she'll do it again. And the following week, if they're not doing it, she'll do it again. But Raphuna said that that's not advisable. The reason is because if you sell a very small piece of land, you're not gonna get a good price. Not a lot of people are interested in buying small land. Thus, you have little demand. And if you have little demand, the price is going to end up not really being the price that you're looking to get. If you sell a larger piece of land, then you're going to end up getting a better price. So even though the Ammonic can go into the next assignment and sell it, we're still sensitive to the price that the Yisoyimim are going to get. We want to make sure we're going to get a good price. Something close to fair market value. Therefore, the allah is you sell Achas Lushnei Masachayidosh, sell a 12-month block like this. It's a big piece of land. We're sure that she's going to end up getting A good price for the property that we sold. Now, the problem with doing this is that she's going to go now, take the land, sell a year's worth. So she's sitting on a lot of cash. What happens if during the course of the year, the assignment are no longer going to be obligated to pay her mezunahs? For example, she remarries. Now she's mochzik on the money because she just sold a full year's worth of mezunahs. The assignment, i going to have to take her to court, figure out a way to get the money from her. That doesn't seem right either. That's why Rafuna added another piece. He said, The person that buys the land shouldn't give her all the money in one shot. He should pay it in 30 day increments. So pay 30 days at a time. What's the advantage of doing that? If at the end of the 30 days she's no longer being supported by the assignment, so the balance of the money that the loikeach owes won't be given to the amana, but rather it's going to be given directly to the assignment. So basically we're trying to straddle, we're trying to walk this tightrope here. On the one hand, we don't want her to sell a little at a time, because then you're not going to get a good price. But then again, we don't want her to sell it too much at a time, because if she sells too much at a time, then what happens if during the course of time, the Yosemah no longer obligated to pay her, then uh, she's going to be muxik on their money. So what Rafuna said was, this is the way I like it. Sell a parcel of land that's enough to support for Yud Beis chaydish. That's a good-sized property, so we're comfortable now that we're going to get a good price. But at the same time, the Lekech shouldn't give all the money to the hamana in one shot, but rather he should be or every 30 days. So like this, if at some point the Yosemite are no longer going to be responsible, the Yosemite will be able to go directly to the Lekech and take what they're supposed to get. This is the sheet of Raphuna. Rabbi Yehuda said Rabbi Yehuda said similar to Raphuna, but not exactly the same. He said, don't sell 12 months worth of property, but Sell six months worth regarding the second thing the Rafuna said. Rabbi Huda said, I agree with you. The Lakach should only pay 30 days at a time. So, what are the two shitas? 12 months get paid every 30 days, or six months get paid every 30 days. A price that supports she should sell for 12 months, and the should pay. The woman thirty days at a time, literally verbatim, word for word. What Rav Huna said, Tanya Kavasid Rav Yehuda, a price that supports Rav Yehuda said, Mecheretz L'shisha Chadashim, self for six months. For the kech, the farness, the kech should pay every thirty days. So we have a machlokes Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. We have a price that says word for word what Rav said, and we have a price that says word for word what Rav Yehuda said. Which begs the question. What's the halacha, right? Ordinarily, if there's a machlikas amayra and you have a tanya kavase to one amayra, so that's a good clue that the halacha probably follows that amayra. But over here we have a tanya kavase that supports both of them amayra. So what's the bottom line? I said hilchus of the halach is mycheres l'shishah chadashim. She sells for six months lekech. The finest achus of slaychem lekech pays thirty days at a time. In other words, like. Rav Yehuda, not like Rav Huna. So after Amemar said this, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi told Amemar, Rav Huna, Mai, what about Rav Huna? Meaning, make a taste, so you should go like Rav Yehuda. Maybe it should be Rav Huna. He told him, I never heard Rav Huna Zalacha. What did he mean to say? He knew of Rav Huna Zalokha, but Zalacha, but what he meant to say was that he does not paskin like Rav Huna. Next Gemara. The Rav, Bnei Yeshiva asked Rav Sheshis the following question. Mecher A woman that took Karka from the assignment, she sold it so that she should have Mazayinus, the, the sugi that we're discussing right now. Mausha Tachsevetitriv the Ksuba. Does she have a right to go to the Lekeach, take back the property in, as payment for her Ksuba? So what's the Shaila? Let's just speak it out, Balpet. The Yisoyimim have an obligation to support the ammana. They also have an obligation to give the ammana the Ksuba. Mezoinus and Ksuba are similar in that they're both Meshubed only to the Kark of the Yisoyimim, not to the metalplan. However, there is a difference and that is Ksuba the woman can collect from the Lekuchos whereas Mezoinus the woman cannot collect from the Lekuchos. So if the Yisoyimim had a property and they sold it, the woman can go to the Lekeach for payment of her Ksuba, but can't go to the Lekeach for payment of her Mezoinus. The question that was asked to Rav Sheishis, was the following. A woman was not, not being supported by the assignment. So she exercised her right, and that is she took their property, she sold it. After she sold it, she went to the Lakeach, and she told the Lakeach, you know something? My Suba's outstanding too. I'm allowed to be Torah from the Lekuches, from my Ksuba. She wants to now take the Karka back from the Lakeach. Could she do that, or could she not do that? So this is a classic case of Someone who wants to have their cake and eat it too. Think about it. This is the great example of double dipping. She's going to take the karka, sell it, take the money for her mezoyness, and then she's going to go right back to Lake and take the carcass, So she got the carcass and the money. The carcass she's taking as payment for her ksuba. Now, the truth is, at first glance, a sh- this Shiloh should be dead on arrival. And the reason is because back in the day, any person that had good representation, you had a lawyer representing you in a transaction, you made sure that before you bought something, you had a chryas. Meaning, you made sure that the moicher took full responsibility to make sure that in the event that what you just sold or what you just bought was taken away from you, that person is going to have a responsibility to make you whole. So really, this whole shayla should be done on arrival because if the woman, after she sells the kark of the assoyman, is going to go to the lekech and take the karka back as payment for a what's the lekech going to do? Go right back to her and take it back from her. So why is this even a shayla? The reason this is a shayla is because... The Gemara says, "Let's see it inside." Come, you buy It's a shayla because of something Rav Yosef said. Rav Yosef, Rav said, "I'm out to the zavin or oh, that sells the karka of the yisaimim be ayasmi the yisaimim are the ones that have the chiyav The same is true of beidina the zavin. Uh, if bezdin ever has to sell somebody's property and then the property gets taken away, the buyer can't go now to bezdin and say you know, you sold it achrayes. I want you to make me whole.' Achrayes ayasmi. There too, the achrayes is on the assignment. meaning." The Akhrayas over here is not gonna be on the woman. The Akhrayas is gonna be on the assignment And being that it's gonna be on the assignment so I can hear a shiloh, I can hear that maybe this is gonna work. Again, so what's the woman doing? The is going into the estate of the assignment She's taking the karka, she's selling it to raise funds so that she's gonna have a Something that we know the sugi we're learning, she's allowed to do. As soon as she sells it, she's gonna to go to the Lake and she's gonna say, I want the karka back too, as payment for my ksuba. Now you're gonna say, but he bought up Akhrayas, Akhrayas is ayasmi. Go to the assignment and knock yourself out. Go take it from them. But as far as the ammana, she just got her Mazoinus from the money that she received from the Legeach. Plus, she got the karka because she took the karka back. So the question is, could you do this? Or could you not do this? What are the two stodden? My, what's the Do you say that being she's not the one that's responsible for the achrais? Who's responsible for the achrais? The assignment are. So the math works. It checks off every single box. I mean, it seems a little like a legal loophole, but it works. And because it works, you should be able to do it. or maybe amri they can tell her. <laughs> it's true that the Allah is that an Ammoner that sells the Nechzi Yisoyimim, the Yisoyimim are the ones that take Achrayis. Meaning, you the Ammoner don't take Achrayis. But that's only... That's Achrayas from the Velt. Meaning, if the woman's going to sell the Nechzi assignment, and then someone's going to come and be Ma'ara, and is going to say, this car can never belong to the assignment." That Chiv Achrayas for sure is Ayasmi. But Achrayas tenavsheich, Milo'i Kibuli Kibilas. But for sure, if you yourself are the one that's coming and take it away from me, Achrayas for yourself, even though the Amana is selling the Nechzi assignment, for sure that Chiv Achrayas she should have. And this was the question that they asked Rav Sheishas, could you do this? Or could you not? Could she take the Karka of the assignment, sell it, raise the money for a Mezoyimim, then go back to the Lekech, take the Karka back as payment for Eksuba? Do we say that being that Achraes is Ayasmi, so there's no reason she can't do it? Or do we say that for her own taking away, for that level of Achraes, for sure she was Mikabel. So they asked the question to Rav Sheishis, What did Rav Sheishis answer? What he always answers. So if you look throughout Shas, name mm-hmm. Rav Sheshis is very often, we'll answer with either a mishnah or a brayso. And the truth is, we know that there were different tanom and amayroim that were referred to by Chazal as either Sinai or Oikharim. The Sinai was the Baki, the Oikharim was the London. The Gemara in the and the Gemara in the Masechtas and is discuss which is better, Sinai Adif or Oikharim Adif, and. Kemar comes out Sinai Yadav, but there were certain Tanom and Amiram that were known as either Sinai or Rav Shetshes was a Sinai. He's one of the Sinais in Shas, and Rav Sheishis, therefore, whenever you find Bowmanim Minim Rav Sheishis, he's usually not saying a Svar. He's not coming up with two Dinim and a Lundus. But usually, what he's saying is Tini Su. I'll prove it to you from a Bryce, and that's exactly what he did over here. So Amalai he told him Tini I'll prove it to you from a Bryce. And so the Bryce says, "Mycheres Veileches. A woman is allowed to take the nichse Yisoyim, and she's allowed to sell it for her Mazonas but she shall leave over enough." For her to be able to collect her ksuba, so like this, she'll have with way to collect her ksuba. So Rav Sheisha said, Why does she have to leave over to be able to collect her ksuba? Let her sell it and then go to the lakucha's and take it back and collect her ksuba that way. Oh, you see, for me, that the only time you'll be able to collect your ksuba is if you leave it over, but once you sell it, you can't. I let her go to the lakucha's and achra'is is the The This is and 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 That's something she was makapa. But the Gemara says, Rav Sheisha, I don't know if you ever a right. Maybe L'Oilon, if she sold it, she would be able to take the ksuba from the I. Why then does the Brysa say she should leave over a little bit for her ksuba? It's just good advice. Meaning, if this woman ever wants to be party to a transaction again... She probably should not do this. Why do I do like Hadranisa? Because she's going to get a reputation that she is not an ethical businesswoman. And as a result, no one's going to want to do business with her. No one's going to trust her. She's going to be known as a Hadranisa. So in yesterday's stuff, we had that an Itzatoevicamashwan that a woman shouldn't get a reputation as a Rafsanusa, as someone that eats a lot. So here too, the woman, it's Kedai for not to have a reputation as a Hadranisa. But Anakhanami, maybe if she would sell it, she would be able to go to the Lukuchos. So why does the Brysa lay it out, leave over for the Ksuva? Because this is not a good advice. Because at the end of the day, as much as she could do it, it's a very slippery move. But the Gemara says, no, Rav is still thought he had right. Because in Kain, if all the Mishnah means is in listening atoivel then the Mishnah should have used a softer... Word. And that is kaiva, leave over so that you'll be able to collect xuba from the rest. My semechla. What does the word semechla mean? Shmami no The word semech is a stronger lotion and it's mashma that the only thing she can be soimachan, on, the only thing she can rely on for xuba is if she leaves something over, because once she sells it, she won't be able to be terrified from the lukuchas. And This is the raya that Ravshesh has brought, that in the event that she takes the karaka, she sells it to raise money from his owners, she would not. Be allowed to go to the Lukuches. Aye, why not? Achrais is ayasmi. Ksubas niglis men ha It checks off every box. It seems to be technically in Alocha. The Gemara says because the Lukach will tell her that even though the Achrais is on the assignment, but that's Achrais da Alma. But if you yourself are trying to take it away from me, Achrais, lina Sheikh, that for sure is going to be different. So this next Ibayah, really from here to the Mishnah. Is that's why it's here in the Gemara. But really, the Gemara is going to discuss a Shas Shaila. And, and really something that's no gay many, many so years. So the Gemara had the following questions. A person sold something. And then afterwards, he realized that he doesn't need the money. Meaning somebody owned a piece of land. He sold the land because he thought that he needed the money that he raised by selling the land. Then he chapped afterwards that he really doesn't need the money. Hadri Zvini or Hadri Zvini? Could he back out of the transaction or could he not back out of the transaction? Now, at first glance, you would say, what's the shilo? Of course he can't back out of the transaction. If you make a tanai that I'm only selling to you in the event that I need the money, so good, that's one thing. But if you make a tanai, then Dvaram Shavale and Dvarim, and you would think that there's no way in the world that this should work. So Tysis asks the Kasha, addresses it. We'll speak out to Toysis when we get to the mission. But let's see the Gemara first. This was the question that was asked. Somebody sold something. He realized afterwards that I'm only doing it because I needed money. I don't need the money anymore. Can he be choiser? Can he not be The Gemara says Tashmal brings you a right. Who was a person, the Rapapa, who sold a piece of land to Rapapa. It's zuzi And the reason he sold him the property was because he was trying to get money because he wanted to buy oxen. He wanted to buy a shark. So he sold Rapapa a piece of land because he wanted the money to buy shvarim. Then the circumstances changed. He didn't need the money anymore. So he went back to Rapapa and he told Rapapa what happened. And you know what Rapapa did? Repopah returned the land. What do you see from here? That, yeah, have a chiv to return the land. But the Gemara says, do you really see have a chiv to return the land? Just because Repoppa did it, does not mean you have to do it? David, Repoppa mm-hmm. was acting and because he was acting and so it's for that reason you have no riot from here that this is actually something that you're obligated to do. So the Gemara says, I hear you have no riot from there, but maybe you have a riot from somewhere else. There was a B'Tzores in Naharda. So Rashi said there was a run on wheat and on tfua and people were literally starving to death. So this took place in Arda, and all of a sudden, pisayin, plitzling, there was no food. There must have been a shidafayin of some sorts, and they literally didn't have anything. And people were very, very desperate. So in their desperation, what they did was, everybody sold their houses. Literally, it got that bad. So they sold their houses to raise money. It's like this. They'll be able to buy the food that they needed. L'Saif, all of a sudden, mamish added a blue asukhiti. A ship arrived, and suddenly there was chitin. Amadu Reb Nachman, Nachman said, Hadri apadim lemarai. All these people that sold their houses to raise money to buy chitin, if they want, they can unwind it. What do you see from here? You see that if a person sells something because he needed money, and then afterwards he didn't need the money anymore, he can change his mind, and he can unwind the transaction. So you have a Mufur from Rav Nachman. But the Gemara says, no. Hasam Nami, there was different. Zvini The reason Rav Nachman passed that you can unwind the transaction is because he held that it was a Mekach He held the whole transaction was a Mekach Why is that? Because they realized afterwards, the Arba Bakuli a Kaimah that at the time that these people sold their houses, there was already a boat that was en route with tfu And that was something that had they known, they would have never sold it. And being that there was a piece of information that they weren't aware of at the time that they sold it, that had they known would have impacted this transaction, it had a din of a mekach and a mekach for sure, the halach is, the mekach is going to be bottle. In other words, what the Gemara is saying is that there's something called mekach tois. means, I sell something to you based on certain information. I find out later that the information I had was mistaken. So if there was a tois in my das at the time that I went to with this transaction, it's what's known as mekach tois. If someone's mekadoshinisha, they know she's an islandist. finds out later she's an islandist. So you get time to mekach tois. If I buy something, I sell something, any transaction, there's a concept of mekach tois. So Rav Nachman Paskin that they can unwind it because there was an element of toys. What was the toys at the time that they sold that the boats were already en route. Meaning, had the boats not been en route at the time, then Reb Nachum went to paskin this because then they wouldn't have been lacking any information. Anything that there was to know, they would have known. But it turns out that that's not the case. They sold it thinking that there was nothing coming, and lo and behold, there was a boat that was on its way. As for that reason, he paskin makach toys, and that's why he unwound the transaction. Not because they changed their mind later. No. That is not enough of a reason to unwind the transaction. It's based on the fact that it was a Mecca choice. So the Gemara says something interesting. The Gemara says, ee, hochi, If that's shot in the Maisa, now I understand the rest of the story. Because... We had a Masoira that after Rav Nachman said this p'sak, so there was a Yid whose name was Rami Bar Shmul. He told Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, I don't like your p'sak Because in Cain, if this is what you're going to do, Nim You're going to be machshilin people Meaning this is a very slip, slippery slope. Because people are going to be very hesitant to buy things. People are going to not want to buy property because they're going to be afraid that the seller is maybe, maybe going to back out. So, so he told him back, Rav Nachman, Atu kol yayme b'tsurut Shricha. Well, this was a very unusual circumstance. I'm not frivolously that this is something you're allowed to do. It's because of the situation that was here. And this situation is, is not something that Shchiach, male. and he told them back in B'Tzorite B'Narda Mishka Shchicha. I disagree with you, Rabbi Nachman. For there to be a B'Tzorite in Narda is Mishka Shchicha. Meaning it seems that it wasn't uncommon for there to be a B'Tzorite, for there to be some sort of famine in Narda. In and he told them so much Shchiach, and this is probably going to happen again, and maybe again, again. And, and as a result, you're going to create an environment where people are going to think that you sell and then you back out and no one's going to want to buy things anymore. Okay, so what does it have to do with Mekach or not Mekach So Rashi explains as follows. Rashi says that Romi Bashmu was saying that this situation that happened was Shriach. If it was Shriach, it's Muchach, that there must have been a boat that was already en route, that was on its way. Why? Because there were two possibilities of what might have happened in this story. Well, Let's just take a step back and understand this a little bit better. There was a bit and a Hardah people were forced to sell their properties. As soon as they sell their houses, all of a sudden, within a day or so, a boat arrives and there's a huge shipment of chitin and everything that they needed. Now, two things could have happened. Either could it could have came from very, very close by or could it could have came from far. Why does that matter in our If it came from close by, then it's yotachin that when they sold, the boats were not en route yet. If it came from far, then for sure when they sold, the boats weren't in route yet. If Rami Bar Shmuel said that what happened was and this situation, this psak of Nachman, is something that very likely will repeat itself, must be the boats came from far away. Because it would be Shchiyach, if there's B'Tzorius Ben that sometimes the boats just start taking a little bit longer to come, and eventually they'll make it. But if the boat came from close by, you know what that would mean? That would mean that in the there was a B'Tzairus and down the block, literally, in the next zip code, somehow, over there, there's no B'Tzairus. And there they have plenty full of... That's not Shriach. It's not Shechich that people should be so desperate in the that they're literally selling their houses and their farms and everything, and yet down the block they have things. So if Rami Bar Shlul's timing, B'Tzurtim and the hardah, and there's a concern that this is something that can happen again, must be the boats were coming from far. That would be shchiyach. Apparently, it was Shriach for there to be a B'Tzair Sananda. I wasn't there, but that's what the Gemara says. And it would be shchiyach, that the boats would baby be en route. So if that's Pshad and the Maisa, that the boats were ready en route, there are nach, min zpsak, but at least if that's the Metzius, I could see why it was mishka Shricha. But if the boats were coming from next door, it's not misdobbered that it's Mishkach Shricha. So the Gemara says that I think Rami Bar Shmuel's Tainatir is almost a riot to the Akim to the Gemara. Bottom line is, you can't prove anything from the story with, nah- with Naharda and the Betsarah. So, what's the bottom line? If somebody sells something because he needed money, then he doesn't need the money anymore. Could he back out or could he not back out? He could back out. Now, we mentioned, Toysafas asks, this is a pellet. Why is it a pellet? Because ordinarily, if a person engages in any transaction, a sale, you sell something. And you're thinking, I'm only selling it because I want the money to be able to buy a shah. And then afterwards I decide, you know what, I don't need a shah. You're going to back out? i can you back out. The only way you can impact a transaction is if you make a Tenai. And a Tenai has to be, gadu bnei ruven. it has to conform with a very complex shulchan of laws. And unless you make the Tenai, the transaction is a transaction. And by the way, don't tell me you were thinking the Tenai. Because there's a sugi and shas, it's in kedusha and daf memtaz, dvarim shabaleve and dvarim. So, Frey Toys is like, what's going on over here? What's poshup shad and this ibaya? How does ibaya reconcile and stem? with what we know from Shas, and that is any time you do a transaction, the transaction's is unless you create a Tanai Dibnei G'adu B'nei to somehow back out of it. So to answer this, Toys says a very important Chiddush, is a Shas Toysvis. Tois says, you see for me that the only time you have to come on to Tanai Dibnei G'adu B'nei is if the Tanai is something that is not you, something people ordinarily would do. So you have your own Tanai that you came up with, not something that most sellers are thinking, that most people that are being and Isha are thinking. So for something like that, if you want to stipulate such a clause in what it is you're doing, you need to make a tenai. And it has to conform with Pnei or Pnei ruven. However, if your tanai, quote unquote is something that it's understood this is what people would ordinarily do, then, as long as there's a Giloy Das, as long as on some level you were Megalodas Das, that this is what you were thinking, that would be enough. And Tosfi says, There was some form of Giloy Das. And because there was a Giloy Das, you don't need to conform with Negadov Gada, Taisa goes a step further. Taisa says there are times where there's such an umdun of the muhach that you think the Tanai that even without a giludas it's going to work. In other words, Taisa says that when it comes to the sugi of Tanai, there's really three madragas. In the event that the Tanai is something that is completely out there and no one thinks this, then you have to make a tonight Dibnei Gaudu Bnei reuven. If it's something that it's so obvious that's what you were thinking, you sold it. For sure the reason you sold it was because of XYZ. So then, you wouldn't have to even be Megaladas. You certainly wouldn't have to be Kibnei Gaudu b'nei If it's something that is somewhere in between. So then, if Giladaita in and Loigiladaita Loi, again, very very important toisvus in the world of Tanayim, and in the world of Umdena, the Gemara And now we're going to learn the Mishnah, which really was the backdrop to the Amid of Gemara that we just learned, and. Amid days of yesterday's daf, so look to Mishnah Ammana and Ammana. Beim an Erisin, Beim Whether she's an Ammana Beim an Erisin or she was an Ammana Beim an Anesuin, my cheres She's allowed to go into the estate of the Assaim sell off the property even without the intervention of Bezdan. The we've been discussing. Rav Shimon, maybe Reb Shimon says, <laughs> If she's an Amonim and anasun, she could do this, she be However, if she's only Amonim and like Timka, then she could sell, but it has to be through Bezdin. Because an Amonim and anasun doesn't have a Bezdin. Any woman that doesn't have a Bezdin is not allowed to sell without Bezdin getting involved. So we have a Machleikas in the Mishnah between Rav Shimon and the Chachamim. Whether this halacha that an Amonim can sell off the property of the assignment is true only for an Almanam and Anasuin or even for an Almanam and And Rav Shimon seemed to explain his Sheetah of why it's true only for an Almanam and Anasuin, not for an Almanam and And that is the only time an Almanam is allowed to sell the property is if she's raising money for Mezoyimus. But for her Ksuba, not. So an Almanam and has no Mezoyimus. Why doesn't she have Mezoyimus? Almanu nizaynis b'neches Why not an almanu ben erison? Because even in aruzo doesn't get mezaynis. Kavul chayim and almanu bin erison doesn't get mezaynis. So being that she doesn't get mezaynis, all she has is ksuba. You're not let her sell off ksuba. In other words, the machlokes Rab Shimon and the Chachamim is not so much almanu bin erison. It's more: can you sell for? Mizoinus, or could you sell for ksuba as well? If you hold you can only sell for mezoinus then it would have to be almonim and anasuin. And almonim and doesn't have mezoinus If you could sell for ksuba as well, so then it would be negei even almonim and anasuin. So the chachamim hold that the woman's allowed to sell shalayid bezim, cipher mezoinus and cipher ksuba. That's why it's true cipher almonim and eresin, cipher almonim and anasuin. Whereas Reb Shimin holds that the only time the is allowed to sell is for mezoinus but she's not allowed to sell for ksuba. Therefore, it's only nagei almonim and anasuin. and, and not going to be gay. Now, if you think about it logically, Luchori Reb Shimon Shita is more Mastaber. Reb holds she's allowed to sell for Mizoinas, not Fiksuba, Right? It makes sense she should be allowed to sell for Mizoinas. Why? Because if she's going to wait for Bezdin to get involved or for the assignment to pay her, she's going to have to go through the ringer of the court system, then she's going to starve to death. She needs this from a Zionist. Ksuba is a chayef. She waited her whole life for a ksuba, so she'll wait a few extra months until the courts decide whether she should get to ksuba. So really, al to explain why is it that we would allow the Amana shaloi to take the property and sell it to collect her ksuba. There's no balchayv in the world that could do this, by the way, right? A balchayv can't go into the nechassim of the loiva when a, a, a debt is owed by himself, take his property, sell it, and pay off his loan. You could do it with then but you can't do it on your own. So why should the Amarna, when it comes to ksuba, be different? Meaning, Bishlam and Bzoinus, I understand she needs to eat. But as it relates to ksuba, what should be pshat? And that is the Gemara's kasha. Bish, Bishleimu, and Bishleimu, and that's selling off property for mezoinis. I understand why she could do it. She needs the food. So the Gemara says two reasons. Omar ulu ulu said, Mishum The reason is Mishum And this is an idea that you find throughout the end of ksuba's. And that is Chazawa worried that if it was going to be too difficult for a woman to collect her ksuba, maybe the men would not be noisachin in the eyes of the women. And as a result, they would be hesitant. To get married, and it's for that reason that Chazal wanted it to be easy. And they said that if the Yisroim are giving you a hard time, they're not paying the Ksuba, You have a Rishus to go into their estate, sell off the land like this. You're going to have what you want. Rabbi Yechonam said a different reason. Because for a woman to have to go to court is a bezoyan, also something that underpins a lot of the Gemara's in the end called Malach And it's for that reason, it's understood that the husband, when he was Meshabin himself, Ksubah, he included in that a Shibud that if she wants to go on her own and take the property and sell it, that's something that's going to be okay. So, two distinct reasons. Ula said it's China, Rabbi said, What's the between the two So, the Gemara's is a Pashtim. A grusha. Does she have a right to go in to the estate and sell off for her to be able to collect the Xuba? According to the mandama that says that this is all about then you have to address the grusha as well. Because if, when a woman gets married she's going to be told that if you ever become a grusha, it's going to be hard for you to collect the xuba then you're going to have the same problem. Men are not going to be nice to and she's not going to want to get married. But according to the pshat, that the man was meshabed himself because he doesn't want his wife to have to go through the baziyonis of bezin. If he divorced her, he doesn't care so much about her, and in that case, he's not going to care. So the gemara says the nafkemina between Ula's pshat and Rabbi Yechonas pshat, whether the reason an almana can sell off the a to raise money for exubers mishum chino or the fisher in other places that despise ish to the bezin is a gurusha according to ulo that it's Mishumchina, a grusha could sell according to Rav Yechon, this a grusha cannot sell. so now mona and so assuming, yeah we understand that. But what about a grusha? So that would be the nafkemita between the two shots It's The next mishnah says, ugrusha loy A grusha is the only allowed to sell in bessin. The that's the reason why a grusha can't sell. Like the Gemara said, isn't that a raya? not like ulo. So the Gemara says no. You're assuming that when the Mishnah says a grusha is not allowed to sell, it's going according to the Chachana that holds that an almana and a asuin can sell. Only a grusha can must be that it's all about the fisha adam I'll tell you that the Mishnah that says from grusha and Timkur, it's the next Mishnah is going according to Rav Shimon. What does Rav hold? You can never sell for ksuba. A grusha has no mazoyiness. Obviously, she's a grusha. She doesn't get mazoyiness. Only an almana gets. And being that it's only in a gay, therefore ksuba, therefore a grusha le timkar, just like an almanah and an erisim can sell, so too a grusha can sell. But enochanami pointed the chacham that almanah and an could sell a grusha would also be able to sell. But the gemara asks, "Irab shimon mina Why do I need rab shimon to tell me a grusha timkar? Once I know almanah and erisim le timkar, why? Because you could only sell for the zayin is not for ksuba. So obviously grusha le timkar. The says no tema had I only had the first mission that Almanim and Erison can sell. I would have thought Almanim and would enough Meaning, I would have thought that maybe Rav Shimon really holds that a woman is allowed to sell even for Ksuba. I, Almanim and Erison, is not allowed to sell. It's not because she's selling for Ksuba because she's not entitled to Mazlan. That's not the reason. It's because maybe B'shara is like Ula that the reason that a woman's allowed to sell for her Ksuba is Mishum and the Svar of Shein doesn't apply by Ayresen. It was of that you want the men to be noisachem by the women. So you tell them when it comes time to collect the ksuba, it won't be so hard. Reb Shimon held that if you're going to tell the woman that if you ever are an Almanim and Eirissen, it's going to be hard, it's not going to scare the woman from getting married. Because in her mind, she chaps Eirissen is only like a chazi marriage. If you tell me nochnesuin, at that point, I'm not going to be able to. Get what I want? That's already going to be harder. Rashi. That's not going to impact the women. But as it relates to a grusha, and a chenami, she must be selling for ksuba. But being that over there, there's a strong svar of chen, because she could be a grusha menan suen, so maybe over there, the luck is going to be that even la mona is a letter sell. Meaning, lefiyah emes, pshad and Rab Shimon is, that a woman's only allowed to sell for mezoinus. She's not allowed to sell for ksuba. So if that's the case, and a monom and can't sell, and a grush also can't sell, because they're not in the game of mezoinus. They're only out for Aksuba, and for Aksuba you're not let to sell. But the Gemara's timing now, that I need both mishnayis, both being Rab Shimon, in order to know that. Because that I only had the mishnah, monom and arisen, I went to totally understood Rav Shimon Shita. I would have made a choice in what Rav Shimon holds. Meaning, we know the Amnesty. The Rav Shimon holds you can't sell from Ksuba only from the Zionist. But I wouldn't have known that from one line of Rav Shimon. I need two Rav Shumins together to teach me that halacha. Because had I only had the first Rav Shimon, I would have thought that maybe, really, an um, could sell for Ksuba. Aye, why can't a and and sell? Not because... It's Ksuba and you can't sell Fiksuba. It's because the reason you're allowed to sell Fiksuba is Mishum khein, and there's no Chayin by Amon Manerison. But a Grushna where you sell Mifiksuba, and there is a Svar of Chayin, because if she thinks that Grushna, she's going to have to be put through the ringer, that men won't be no nice by her. Maybe there would be a problem. So that's why I need too much nice. But again, the Mishnah that says, a Grushna, Leitimkar, Bezdin, is going according to Rav Shemim. What was the Kasha according to Rav it's pshita a grusha can't sell, because if an amano and an Arisin can't sell, then a grusha should also not be able to sell, because at the end of the day, both are only selling fiksuba, and Rav Shem knows he can't sell fiksuba, that's only true once I had the second Reb Shimon, but I had, had I only had the first Reb Shimon, I would have known that. That's the Gemara's d'ichoi, but the Gemara says it's not true because Hanami Tonino. I know from the first Reb Shimon that Reb Shimon holds that you're never allowed a self in the Why? You're never allowed to sell from because what did Reb Shimon say? Kol she'ein la mizaynis. If you look at Reb Shimon's lashon in the Mishnah, Reb Shimon oymir menan in my shaloi bebesin mino eres and le timke el bebesin v'pnei she'ein the mizaynis v'chol she'ein la mizaynis le timke el bebesin. What was that? He suffer v'chol she'ein la mizaynis le timke it's coming to be marvelous something. You could have just said, the la mezoinus. There's no mezoinus. I ksubo and ch'ain. Oh, monomene arison, there's no ch'esh of But he said more than that. He said, the la mezoinus, like Tim That line is coming to add something. What's it coming to add? It's probably coming to add grusha. That you can never sell if you're not selling for mezoinus. So if that's the case, why do I need the next mishnah? But the Gemara says, no. That's not mukach. That, that, line of kosher inlamazonis is coming to be marba grusha. But rather, La Suya Vein come to you, A completely different case. A case where there was a woman that was Migureshis Vein What does that even mean? A woman is a Sophic Migureshis. The classic case is where a woman is married, man threw a get to her, Hazayrig, he threw a get to her. If it's closer to her, Talacha, she's Migureshis. If it's closer to him, she's not Migureshis. What if it's exactly in the middle? Safik Kar of Loy, Safik of Law. So she's Vein Now, of a Vein is very unique. halacha is that the husband has a Responsibility to support her. As a supporter, you have to support her. You have to support her. Now you're going to say you have to support her. You suffic. I only have to support you if I'm married to you. You might be migureshes. So the reason is because right now she can't get married to somebody else because she's a suffic migureshes. And the reason she can't get married to somebody else is because he decided to divorce her in this very weird way. So being that he's the reason she can't get married to somebody else, and she has no one else to support her because she can't get married to somebody else. So therefore, Chazal said that he has an obligation to support her even a bigger chiddish, even if she's a even a is Mina Eresen, that lochus, he has a responsibility to support her. Only Mina Eresen. Still he has to support her. What's the reason for it? Because even though a regular Arusa doesn't get mezayness, but this Arusa can't marry somebody else. And because she can't marry somebody else, that's why she finds herself in this peculiar situation. Now what happens if right now the man dies? What happens if now the man dies? Now the yarshim, yarshin, the father, this Baal. So the halach is the Yarshim will not have a Chiev to support her. Because although the husband was a to support her, that's because he's the troublemaker. He's the one that divorced her in this way where it was a Suffolk of Law, a Law. But the Yarshim didn't. And klop the Yarshim, it's going to be a regular. Now the Yarshim, are going to have to give her a Ksubah. Why? Because either she's a Grusho, she's an Amona. So the Yarshim are going to have to give her a Ksubo. But Mezoynis, they're not going to have to give. And because there's a suffix that maybe she was already Megu and on the time she was Megu she's not an Amona, and Mezoynis, the Mezoynis, Says the gem, and who said this, Rab Zera? Kid Rab Zera, Damer Rab Zera, Kol Malkam Shomer Megureshes <laughs> Vein Megureshes Bal Chayim B'Mezoinus. But the Yoshe themselves are not going to be Chayim B'Mezoinus. What does that do with our Mishnah? So Rashi says that all the Gemara needs to say is like this: When the Mishnah said the Chol She'Elam Mezoinus Loi Timker Elib Bezden, that there's a woman that's entitled to Kesuvah, she's not entitled to Mezoinus. It's coming the Rabbis. This woman who is a Megureshes Vein a the husband died. She's now an Ammana. This Salmona is entitled to Ksuba, but this Almana is not entitled to Mezoinus. That's this case that our Mishnah is referring to. But it's not the Rabbi's Grusha. And because it's not the Rabbi's Grusha, I need the next Mishnah, the Rabbi's Grusha. Both Mishnahites are Rav Shimin. And being that both Mishnahites are Rav Shimin, you can't prove from the Mishnah that says the Grusha, like Timkar, anything as relates to the Machlokites, Ula and Rabbi Yechonon, whether the reason an Ammon and an Ammon and an Eris is allowed to sell Ksuvas Mishum Chino, or whether the reason is the fisha ina the roitzah shetispaz ish to the bezin. So let's just just hold where we are now. We'll just finish the last Toshma again. The Mishnah says that Ammon is allowed to go into this state of the assignment and allowed to sell from the Zayinus. Everybody agrees with that. Machloekas of Shimon the Chacham, whether she could do it for ksuba or not do it for Ksuvah. Chalpim say yes. Shimon says no. What pshat in the Chacham? Machloekas Ula and Rabbi Yechonon. Ula said, we want it to be easy for a woman to be able to collect her Ksuba, so that she should be the men should be no Yisachem by her. What's the nafke mina? nafke mina? is a Grusha. Could a Grusha collect her Ksuba in this way, or could a Grusha not collect her Ksuba in this way? If it's Mishumchina, then you have to address every scenario, even a Grusha. If you're going to tell me that a Grusha is going to be put through the ringer, then you're going to have the same problem of khe. If it's another and despise, and that's as far for an it's not as far for a group The I think I can prove it from a braise. And the says, just like God, is all, and, Kach ksuba, what and happens if an dies? So she has yarshan, that I yarshan or ksuba. Could those yarshan pull off this shtick? That we've been learning in today's staff, could they go into the estate of the asylum? Meaning, her yasinim are going to go to his yosaimim, take the karka, sell it off. It's a brayson. The same chiddush is true for the yashim. Meaning, the yashim that are coming to take her ksuba could do the same thing. So the gemara says. and then says that why is it that we allow? the admonet to sell shall obey the benefit so but is there any other man right such a passage to beznin so like he the i loy ni gele the passage just like the man didn't want his wife to be mavuza so he didn't want her Yarshem to either be mevozo. So if we assume that he was Meshavet himself towards the Ammon, he was probably Meshavet himself towards the Yarshem as well. And that's why the Yarshem could do the same thing. To the that says, why is she allowed to do it? What of Chain is there? We want it to be easy for her to be able to collect the ksuba. But there's a of Chain. What if the Yarshem are going to have a hard time collecting the Ksubo? So it's going to affect... Marriage? How's it going to affect the marriage? And says, "Of course it oh, will." himself—he's the one that has to explain this, right? He's the one that said Mishum khino. So Ula explain. She yeah, it'd be a gay if the Yarshim are girls. If the Yarshim are girls, so in that case, you don't want them to have a hard time collecting their mother's ksuba, because if they're going to feel it's hard for them to collect their mother's ksuba, they're never going to want to get married, because they're going to think it's, it's going to be impossible for me to. The ksuba had a tremendous impact on people's decision making when it came to marriage, right? According to the the Rabbanan, why would Khazama sakin Ksuba take Khalabane of So so much of of the the psychology of marriage is based on Ksuba. Khain plays a tremendous role. And the Gemara says that just like there's a Svar of Chain, that they don't want to make it hard for the Amun herself to be able to collect the Ksuba if she's gonna have Yarshid that are Nikavas that are gonna be have a hard time collecting the ksuba, they're going to have this very scary image of collecting the ksuba. That's going to be a problem. So you have no ride from this b'raisa to Rabbi not like ul.